Walesville, and Rocks and Minerals. Two stories packed with theme and meaning that is wonderful to be reminded of from time to time. This is Overthinking the Bad. There is a world, and it is small. Nobody in this world knows how it started, but they know their whole world. They know it from side to side, from bottom to top. They have known it since it started, and they make it their home. Birds, fish, crabs, and all manner of creatures make this world their home, and they have built a city in their world. The tide comes in, and the tide goes out. They argue. They get along, they fight, and they help each other out. Most of all, they enjoy their world and make the most of it. There is another world. This world looks much like our own. It has been around for as long as any can remember, and all of the people in it make it their home. Humans make this world their home and have built cities and towns all over the world. They argue, they get along, they fight. They help each other out, and all other manner of relating that we experience. Sometimes they enjoy their world and make the most of it. To our world, this first small world I described seems tiny and contained. It is a little thing, in a little place, like a city in a bottle. To this first small world, our world looks gigantic. It expands farther and wider than anyone in that first small world can imagine. Because it is unimaginably large and full of wonder and possibility. It can even seem too big, too large compared to the small, contained safety of that first smaller world. Each of these two worlds exist in relation to each other. One is small, not knowing that it is part of a larger world. One is large, unaware that it contains this smaller world. I am, of course, talking about the two worlds that we see in Walesville. The first is the small world inside the whale. The second is our world, full of boats, whales, sons, and fathers. That first world could easily be the second. There might be an even smaller world within the world of this whale, a contained world with small creatures and organisms, and to them, The world of the whale looks huge. And that second world, the world of whalers and boats and fathers and sons, may be surrounded by a larger world of cities, airports, skyscrapers, and even more people. Whatever world I find myself in, whatever the boundaries of my day-to-day life may be, there's going to be both smaller worlds contained within that that I'm not always aware of, and a larger world surrounding me, that I am not always aware of as well. There are always going to be worlds smaller than our own and worlds bigger than our own. Each of these is full of life and full of people and creatures just trying to get along as best they can within their world. And this is what Walesville means to me. It is more than just a quirky, delightful tale of a boy's trip into and then out of a whale. It's a story of a boy becoming aware of a smaller world contained within his own, and learning to recognize and value that world after he returns back to his own. 
recognition and understanding. Recognition and understanding of worlds larger than our own and those that are smaller, those that are similar, and those that are different. And maybe our world, the world that you and I live in, can learn a little from this, and maybe our world will be better with a little recognition and understanding of those worlds other than our own. There is a world, and there are all sorts of beings in it, Humans, however, seem to be gone from this world, removed by some great disaster that also allowed others to thrive. One tribe of these beings recently became aware of their lives. The disaster that removed the humans from this world also allowed these beings to thrive. They built a city and walled themselves off, or at least many of them did. They considered the outside world dangerous, so they confined themselves to their inside world. And this tribe, their rocks, rocks and minerals come to life by whatever event that it was that changed our world into their world. Like any tribe, these rocks have rebellious and adventurous youths, and they discover a strange rock that isn't like them. In fact, it isn't a rock at all. It is instead a turtle. This turtle needs help to get back to his world. The older rocks that are in charge of their tribe do not want to help. They do not want these children to help. They want this safety and security of their small world that they have built for themselves. But these young rocks take the chance to step outside of their world and help this turtle get back to his. They have trials along the way, but with their understanding and their perseverance, they succeed and take the steps to building a more connected and understanding world. This is what rocks and minerals means to me. It's more than just a quirky, delightful tale of a few rocks having an adventure and helping a turtle. It is the story of several young rocks becoming aware of a different world other than their own, and learning to recognize, value, and protect that world. Recognition and Understanding Recognition and understanding of worlds different than our own, that adapt to the same problems we all face, but in different ways than we do. And maybe our world, the world that you and I live in, can learn a little from this. And maybe our world will be better with a little recognition and understanding of those worlds other than our own. Walesville Crossed with Rocks and Minerals contains two stories that are creative, interesting, well-told, and pack a punch of meaning. The storytelling team, Matt Kent, Adam Polina, Matt Hollingsworth, Dave Sharp, Tony Millionaire, and Jim Campbell have created these two stories that are charming stories on their own, but taken together, demonstrate the theme of understanding and how understanding between people from different worlds can help those people, save people, and improve their world. I think that our world can improve with a little understanding. I think that if we take the time to understand people that come from other worlds and circles, worlds that are bigger than our own, those that are smaller than our own, or those that are just different from our own, your life, my life, and the lives of those that we try to understand better will hopefully all have improved for having done so. Our world collectively, the world that all of us live in, is big. It contains so many people, cultures, beliefs, 
and practices. The more understanding we have, the better this world of ours might become. It is good to read a story that reminds me of that from time to time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I have to say about Walesville and rocks and minerals. I could say a lot more about the writing and the art, but I thought I would really just dial in on that meaning and what it means to me and what I took away from that stories. But that's not all for this episode. I have some sleuthing. It's sleuthing time. I have been thinking a lot about what is coming up. Specifically, what is coming up in terms of the first customer buttons and the all-in on the final five stickers, what these could be for and where this could be going. And I have an idea. And more than that, I'm going to call a shot and see if I'm right about what they have up their sleeve. Okay, so what we know, starting with ENIAC, bad idea sent to each destination store, one button, a, a pin on button that was there for the first customer to pick up ENIAC in the store. They also did the same with tankers and with Walesville and Rocks and Minerals. And we know from leaks that there are upcoming buttons for two more books. So that's a total of five buttons that will be given out to the first customer to pick up certain bad idea books in each bad idea destination store. Now we also know that the first 10 customers in each store to pre-order all five of the final titles before they were even announced got a sticker. And they announced what that sticker will be redeemed for. It will actually be redeemable for a copy of the Hero Trade Passive Aggressive One-Shot. On Twitter, Dinesh Shamdasani, the co-CEO of Bad Idea, said to someone specifically who had missed one of the buttons that they will really want to get the sticker. And with this sticker, they announced, they being Bad Idea, that you're going to need all the help you can get. So, we're going to need all the help we can get This sticker is here to help, and this sticker is good for one copy of the passive-aggressive one-shot. Did you notice when they announced the final five titles that they didn't announce them in the order that they are actually going to be released? The first book that they announced, Monsters Kill Squad, the first issue comes out on September 1st. The second title they announced, which is the Refuse crossed with Last Resort one-shot, actually comes out on November 3rd. And then the third title, Pirate Queen, that first issue comes out again on September 1st, the same day as Monster Kill Squad. The fourth title they announced, which is the Hero Trade Passive Aggressive one-shot, that actually comes out on August 4th, before any of the others. And then the fifth title they announced is actually the last title to come out, Odin's Eye, which begins on December 1st. Here's what I think is very interesting about this. With the announcement of the Hero Trade passive-aggressive one-shot, that comes out August 4th, which is a little less than two months from the announcement date. 
And what that means is that retailers only have one week to place their orders for passive aggressive. The order cutoff date is seven days after that announcement. That's really interesting to me. That short, short window. This reminds me of something. Do you remember when the first bad idea book came out, the hero trade? That was the one that was stealthily sent to all of the bad idea stores and wasn't even announced as a bad idea comic book. It just showed up and with a note that anybody could order more of this seemingly independent comic by a random person. And they said that orders would be accepted until a certain date. Of course, that date where stores were able to order more of the hero trade, that date came before the announcement of what the book actually was. So by the time it was publicly announced that the Hero Trade actually was the first Bad Idea comic book, the dates to order more had already passed. This situation with the Hero Trade, passive-aggressive, seems suspiciously similar to me. This book was announced, thrown in in fourth place in the announcements, even though it's going to be the first to be released. It almost seemed like they're trying to bury this book in the announcements, and especially so by uh, announcing it forth when we were then on the edge of our seats waiting to find out if the fifth book would be Megalith or Odin's Eye, which are two extremely anticipated books from Bad Idea. So it's almost like this book is being buried. There's only a week for retailers to order this book. We know that the sticker the final five sticker is going to be able to be redeemed for a copy of this book. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is me calling my shot. I think that the first customer buttons, those gold buttons that were given out for ENIAC and Tankers and Walesville and coming up for the lot, I think that those buttons will also be good to mail in for one copy of the Hero Trade passive-aggressive. I think there's going to be something with this book, passive-aggressive, where I think a certain number of copies will be able to be redeemed. Maybe there will be a, a coupon that has to be cut out of the book, or maybe the cover has to be torn off, or something will have to happen to this book in order for it to then be redeemed. But I think that those six copies that can be redeemed, one for the final five sticker, and five for each of the first customer buttons will get you six copies of Passive Aggressive, which will then be able to be redeemed for another book. I don't know what it will be. Maybe it'll be yet again another Hero Trade book. Maybe it'll be a copy of the first Hero Trade book, which will allow people another chance to get that highly collectible first bad idea book. I'm not exactly sure what it will be. I imagine it will be something related to... Uh, the hero trade. It may even be it will be the final the the crossover between the hero trade and Hank Howard Pizza Detective. I'm not really sure, but I think that each of us is going to need six copies of the hero trade passive aggressive in order to get it. That's my shot. I'm calling it now. That's what I think is going to happen. And with orders for this book closing this week. As of when this episode is coming out, I think that shortly after that announcement is, or 
shortly after that window closes, we're going to find out something about the hero trade. And it's something along these lines where we are desperately going to want many, many copies. Maybe I'm out of my mind. Maybe not. But I know that I am going to be trying to secure multiple copies of this book for myself in anticipation of this. Tell me, what do you think? I'm curious to know. All right, that was the final gong for this show, which means my time is up, and I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you for listening to another episode of Overthinking the Bad. I usually just try to focus on the stories in these episodes, but for some reason, I just really wanted to sleuth in on what I think is going to happen with these buttons and the stickers and what the conclusion of all of this is leading to. So I don't know about you, but I am very, very anxious to find out what is coming up because I know there's something they haven't announced yet. I know there's something with these buttons and stickers coming up. And we'll find out what soon enough. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes of this at overthinkingcomics.com. That's my container website for all of the various geeky, nerdy projects that I am working on right now. Uh, my name is Sean Neprude, and you've been listening to Overthinking the Bad. Talk to you next time. Bye.